Well, first up tonight, it sounds like such a great idea, doesn't it? The Liberal government announced their new dental care benefit for kids today. It's open for applications. This is, of course, part of that arrangement with the NDP. Uh, So today, the Prime Minister was out announcing what it's going to do, who it's going to benefit. It helps qualifying families with kids' dental costs. Uh, Families earning less than $90,000 a year can claim between $260 and $650 per child. Under the age of 12, uh, the Prime Minister was at the School of Dentistry at Western University today talking about the plan. There are half a million kids in this country who don't have access uh, to dental care. And that means parents either don't send their kids to the dentist or have to make impossible choices about what not to buy for their kids if they're going to send them to the dentist. The Prime Minister there. So, of course, this sounds like a great idea, right? But the devil is always, always in the details. Just how easy is this to qualify for? Who qualifies? How do you apply? If you think this is a good idea for you and your family, what do you need to know? It turns out it's pretty complicated. Part of the problem is that it's being administered by the Canada Revenue Agency, whose job really isn't to administer social programs. It's to get your tax money. So to try to navigate through some of the complexities of all of this, joining me now is Lindsay Ted. She's an associate professor of economics at the University of Calgary. She's looked into this issue very closely and knows a whole lot about it. Joins us now. Thanks for your time. Well, thank you for having me. I mean, I think we we know uh, objectively the need is there for yes. something like this. So just just how how acute is the need these days? I mean, certainly the government paints quite a picture of just what the overall impacts of of not having proper access to dental care is like for many families in this country. Yeah, so we know that about 65% of Canadians report some coverage. That leaves you with a fair portion of the population not covered, about 35%. Now, of course, the 65% that are covered are going to be imperfectly covered And uh, one of the issues with this plan is if you are covered by a private plan, no matter how poor it is, you are not able to access this benefit. But if you are accessing dental care through public plans, which many provinces do, including BC for income assistance recipients, then you can apply to this plan after you have exhausted the benefits covered under the provincial plan. (laughs) <laughs> so it's complicated. So in other words, if you're sitting at home and you have, you know, you you feel like you might be able to benefit from this plan, you make less than $90,000 a year as a household. Uh, a lot of the onus on figuring out whether you qualify lands on you, doesn't it? Correct. And if you're wrong, so this is being delivered by the Canada Revenue Agency. They are delivering it on a trust then verify approach, just like they did with the CERB. And just like what's going on with the CERB right now with CRA trying to cover three and a half billion dollars worth of overpayments, the same thing is going to happen here because even the three of us who wrote this, myself and Tammy Sherrill and Jen Robson, we all have kids. We all navigate things. We're academics. We know the tax system better than anything. There were sections in this act that it took us days to figure out what it meant. Days. Days. (laughs) Days and, and and you're well versed in even in the language and the jargon, right? Yes, we 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 are very well versed. We knew what the plan was, and we even had people we could contact in Ottawa uh, to ask our questions to. And that there's some real some real conundrums here because again, the plan is designed and implemented without coordination. 
So this right. is the feds all on their own and no coordination. Why was that? Because clearly, I mean, healthcare is a provincial jurisdiction. We know that uh, the feds and, and the provinces fight over this all the time. Uh, but when it came to this one, wouldn't it have made sense for it to take a bit longer to roll out, but to make sure that they ironed out all of this first so that there wouldn't be any? Because as you mentioned, the confusion might go from, it might change from province to province, right? Absolutely. This benefit that was announced is a temporary benefit. It's for the 2022-23 year, as well as 2023-2024. So they're continuing to work on the plan. The issue was is that the NDP wanted something sooner rather than later, and this was part of the confidence agreement. So here we are. With so this here one. we are. <laughs> uh, in all its lack of perfection, does it accomplish some good stuff? Without a shadow of a doubt, I, I don't want people to, to think that we're saying like, don't you shouldn't move forward with this at all. The problem is, is that Ottawa is continuing to rely on the Canada Revenue Agency to deliver benefits that are not tax benefits, right? This is a dental benefit. And CRA is now going to be the one who's assessing whether or not your receipts are valid for dental coverage. Are you getting the right kind of treatment? Is it preventative and not cosmetic? And believe it or not, in the dental community, that can be a fine line with all of these things. So I think where the real stumbling block is, is that Ottawa has no way to deliver benefits outside of CRA. And CRA is... Uh, a tax authority, not a benefit authority. And and it judges how you file, as you pointed out, pointed out earlier, that again puts the onus on the, the client, so to speak. I don't know if that's the right term, but puts onus on families to make sure they're getting it right. And you also pointed out in your article, if they get it wrong, it can be fairly onerous. It, it can be currently believe onerous. If you've ever been on the receiving end of a review letter from, from CRA, you know exactly what's in store. It's a very lengthy letter that is not written in any language that most of us are familiar with. They give you a very short amount of time to turn it around. And they also have specific requirements, which may be Whatever dental coverage that or dental care that you got, maybe it doesn't comply with. I mean, I can liken this back to when we had the child fitness tax credit. Right. Um, the receipts had to look a very specific way and contain very specific information. We just don't know what the CRA is going to look for when it comes knocking on your door looking for the documents, which can be up to six years after you've submitted for the benefit. And nor presumably do dentists know exactly what they should be filling in to make sure that clients qualify for these sorts of benefits. Yeah. And you can imagine that if any individual needs a different kind of receipt, the dentist is going to charge the individual for it. And that's not a reimbursable cost. So I guess what it boils down to is it's a good idea rolled out in such a way that it has lots of potential pitfalls. And and even as you pointed out, you were having trouble figuring out the language yourselves. And that's that in itself says a lot. Absolutely. You know, th this idea of a dental plan has been floating around Ottawa for at least 10 years, if not more. The fact that they still had to rely on a temporary, this two-year temporary coverage means that they just haven't really done the work that they needed to do before they start making these commitments in policy uh, and in platforms and during elections. And we we really should be a lot more careful, I think, as political parties, when we commit to something, make sure you know how to implement it. Don't leave that for after the fact, because it matters for design. So if I'm a family and I think, okay, 
this sounds like a good idea to me. I haven't, I've had to put off dental care for my kids. Um, this sounds like something I could take advantage of. Maybe I'll log in. You're supposed to log in and call it up on their website, right? What should you be looking out for then? So in order to apply, you need a CRA My Account, which, I, I mean, a number of us do, but a fair portion of the population still doesn't. Right. So you're going to have to get your CRA My Account going no matter what. Right, then. which takes some time because you need a password part. and all that. Yes, I, yes. We Absolutely. Could, yes. Yeah. Okay. It can take so. several months because it got to come in the mail. <laughs> right, right. So, uh, so, so you need to have done that. You also already have to be eligible for the and receiving the Canada Child Benefit. And so you're only receiving the Canada Child Benefit if you filed your taxes in 2021. So if you haven't filed your taxes in 2021, you better get on that because you are not eligible for this benefit until you do. If you are receiving the Canada Child Benefit and you and the other parent of the child are no longer together and you split 50-50, then you only can apply for 50% of the benefit and the other parent, the 50% of the benefit. So the the Canada, however, the Canada Child Benefit is distributed by CRA right now, that tells you everything you need to know about how this benefit will be delivered because that's what they're using as the the guide. But for sure, you got to be filing your taxes and you need to be incurring dental expenses. So between October 2022 and June 2023, you have to have incurred a minimum of $650 in dental costs. So you can pre-apply before you incur those, but you got to make sure you incur those costs and keep your receipts and keep those receipts for up to six years. Yeah, I I mean, I think the problem here, as you pointed out in the article, is that parents may just sit back and think, okay, I'm not going to, like, the risks here are pretty high. So I'm just going to sit back and wait and see what happens. And then then the whole thing becomes a bit of a glorious announcement without much pickup. And as the language currently is written, if you don't apply in this application period and you don't get that initial uh, $650 for the October to June period, it's not like you can apply retroactively. It's right. gone. And so then you have to wait until the 2023-2024 application period to apply. But if you don't apply in this period, the money is gone. So you have six months to apply and that's it. And then you're done you, for the year. Yeah, you're done. And as soon as the next benefit period opens, which is on July 1st, that's for the next $650. Because as you know, when they make these announcements, you always think, oh, you know, I can just head to the dentist tomorrow morning. I'll book an appointment now. I'll be there in two weeks. And, you know, my kids can get the kind of dental care that I've been unable to pay for the past little while. But that's not at all the case. Well, I mean, you you can book an appointment and you can go get it. But you also need to be making sure you're following all of these steps to make sure that you qualify. There's going to be parents who have a lot of work to do to make sure that they meet those eligibility requirements. But even then, it is possible that the CRA will come back and and review and audit your expenses. And if they are not satisfied that you met the eligibility criteria, you will be required to pay that benefit back. Now, this is a temporary measure. We're expecting a more fulsome 
piece of policy in the not too distant future. What is your hopes? Do you have higher hopes for that one? Of course, I have higher hopes. (laughs) You have to, you have to in public policy. This absolutely is a program that needs to be better streamlined between private providers, employers, as well as public plans. We are running the risk right now with this temporary program of private plans actually scaling back dental coverage for their clients through the private plans because this exists. And if we don't properly make sure that they don't free up that space, we, we do run the risk of people having poorer coverage at the end of this rather than better coverage for everyone. I guess the 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 importance here is that uh, Ottawa continue to monitor pickup of the program, what's being spent, how it's being spent as it works on this longer term plan. Are there examples out there of of systems that would work in this case? Yeah, I mean they've ha- they've actually have a, a number of proposals that have been already submitted. We've we've had task force, working groups, expert panels, all of this kind of stuff. They're sitting on a lot of different plans. The key is negotiation, and it's negotiation between a lot of disparate parties and not just the provinces and the territories. Now, we're also talking about these private plans and trying to figure out, is this going to be just a gap filler plan, or are we actually going to move towards publicly provided dental care like we do in healthcare? That is what is really unclear is what kind of model are they moving towards and what is the best way to get there? Lindsay Teds, thank you so much for clearing this all up for us today. Well, thank you very much for having me.